Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 17th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All right, let's start with the one new video that I have posted. Uh, it is from uh, Tuesday Smackdown, uh, Asuka and Kairi Sane versus Mandy Rose and Sonya. So uh, they have given Asuka and Kairi the name Kabuki Warriors. Now I'll get to why I don't like that name in a minute, but uh, they bring the, they give them the name and then Mandy and Sonya come out and they're yakking on the way to the ring. Plus the Iconics are on commentary again. So one problem with this match is Kevin Dunn keeps cutting to the Iconics. And, you know, also there are too many commercial breaks, the usual nonsense. Now the match begins with Kyrie in control and then she misses a sliding D and Mandy and Sonya get heat on her. She finally makes the hot tag and Asuka cleans house. After Sonya breaks up uh, an Asuka lock, she drops Asuka with a slam and she's about to go for the pin when Mandy insists on tagging in. She goes for the pin and Asuka wins with a roll up. Again, now this is so they can tease a Mandy and Sonya split, which I, think I still think they're gonna do. Um, it doesn't look like uh, uh, Asuka and Kyrie are going to get a title shot on Sunday. I mean, they haven't announced it yet. Uh, I think it's quite possible that Mandy wins the money in the bank, and that will lead to the split. Um, that will lead to the split. Now, the other thing they've done is on the money in the bank match is Alexa Bliss is out due to concussion problems again, and uh, she is being replaced by um, uh, Nikki Cross. And, you know, the only thing I got to see about Alexa Bliss is that at some point they just have to, you know, stop, you know, making her stop uh, trying to get her to wrestle because she clearly is having problems. Okay. And uh, that's really what it comes down to. Now, as I said a couple of weeks ago, this, uh, the Asuka and Kyrie do not need a name, but the WWE wants a name for merchandising and Paige said in an interview that they were going to call them Kabuki girls but Asuka suggested Kabuki Warriors which is a video game now as we all know Asuka is a video game expert you know she if you're not aware of that uh, you know I suggest you check out the uh, uh, website uh, Eurogamer a couple of years ago they did a feature about some worldwide video game experts uh, that included Asuka and, uh, you know, she, she's, uh, she used to write in Japan. She used to write a, a regular column for the uh, Japanese Xbox magazine. And uh, she's got a large collection of vintage video games. I mean, this girl knows video games. So I'm pretty sure it's named out. Everything she does is video games. So that doesn't surprise me. Anyway, then Asuka, uh, later on in the evening, on Tuesday night, she gives the definition of Kabuki on Twitter. And this is my problem with the day. She shouldn't have to explain it, all right? So if fans don't know the name meaning immediately, it's a bad name. So listen, I know their gimmicks don't easily translate to a team name. Maybe they should have called them Kawaii Warriors. I'm joking. Anyway, I won't be using the name in my blog or anything like that because I don't like it. Anyway, be sure to check out the video uh, on the blog. Now, uh, we've got a show, a UFC show this weekend, along with a Money in the Bank show. So uh, let's talk about both of those things. First of all, uh, let's talk about the uh, UFC show. UFC on ESPN Plus 10 
is uh, tomorrow at uh, Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. There are two women's matches on the show. Uh, Looks like pretty good ones for the most part. Uh, first one is a uh, featherweight bout. It is Megan Anderson versus Felicia Spencer. And uh, uh, Megan uh, is uh, from Australia. She trains with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Strauss. Robert Krauss, I believe is his name, in uh, Kansas City. And, uh, you know, she, she's one and one in the UFC. And, uh, you know, she won her last fight with that, I guess it was considered controversial, but it was legal. And that was when her toenail cut um, um, uh, cut Kat Zingano's eye, eyelid. And so she won that fight, a very fluky, fluky finish, needless to say. But before that, she didn't look very good against Holly Holm. So I, I'm not convinced that Megan uh, is all that good a fighter. I mean, the problem you run into with um, featherweight is the, the talent pool is so shallow. There's just, there's just very few fighters out there who are really any good. And so it's tough for her to get better when she's fighting, when, you know, she, she's limited as to who she's going to be able to fight. And I mean, it's not like Megan can ever make uh, bantamweight. She is a big girl. She's like six feet tall. So Felicia is a former Invicta featherweight champion. She is from Montreal, but she, lived, she trains in Orlando, Florida. And I, I really like what I've seen from her. And I, so I do, this is her UFC debut. But uh, I do expect her to win. She, she has potential to be a champ and to be a champ for a long time. I, I haven't seen her make mistakes in any of her fights to date, and I don't see that happening here. Now, the other fight on this is uh, at uh, bantamweight. It is Aspen Ladd versus Sajara Eubanks. Now, Aspen uh, won over Sajara a couple of years ago in Invicta. And uh, the problem they ran into here... Uh, is Aspen was supposed to fight um, Holly Holm a couple of months back, and they decided uh, the UFC decided to cancel that fight because Holly was uh, 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 going through uh, contract negotiations at the time. And um, uh, eventually, what they decided to do was give Holly a bantamweight title shot. And um, it's unfortunate because I actually think Aspen would have a pretty good chance of beating anybody in the division. And uh, she's very impressive. She's 24 years old. Um, she is really good. Okay. Sajara Eubanks, of course, was uh, in uh, Tough 26, which was for flyweights. And, you know, after she had trouble making weight a couple of times, she's decided to move up to bantamweight. And the, the problem with Sajara is uh, she has a definite size advantage at flyweight, and she loses that at uh, bantamweight. And I just don't think she's a good enough fighter to overcome, you know, just being another fighter. Like at, at flyweight, you know, she's better than she is at bantamweight, but I guess she can't make weight. Uh, so um, I expect Aspen to win fairly easily. And she's a finisher too, so she, uh, I expect her to finish. I expect her to finish, so... At least that's what I expect. Anyway, okay. Now uh, we have. Uh, uh, let me just see what I want to do here. 
Oh, that's right. We have uh, Invicta announced their the entire card for their next show, which is Invicta FC 35. It'll air June 7th on UFC Fight Pass. Um, the number one problem with this show, okay, is the main event is a dog. Okay, so the winner of the main event will get a shot at the Invicta Flyweight Championship. Uh, uh, Vanessa Porto is the current champ. So the fight is Deanna Bennett versus Marina Rodriguez. So when they fought last year, Marina won by split decision. Uh, she is a teammate of Alexa Glass Grasso at Lobo in Mexico. And her fighting style is very similar to Alexa. She's a striker with no power or ground game. Deanna has been an Invicta for years. She tried to get into the UFC through Tough 26 but failed. She's just not very good, though she beat Miranda Maverick in February to get this opportunity. I just don't see it as a very good fight. It's going to be five rounds. It's going to be boring. So, ugh. So, what about the rest of the show? Okay. In an atomweight bout, Alicia Zapatella will face Viviani Pereira. And Alicia is from Michigan. She is 5-0 and 2-0 and in Invicta. I, I've liked, uh, been very impressed with her in, her in her two Invicta fights. Viviani is 35 years old from Brazil. She went 2-2 two and two in the UFC as a strawweight. She looked so bad in her two losses that they released her. I mean, she looked really bad in those losses. Now, because normally you'd think, okay, she has to lose more fights, but I guess her contract was up, and so they decided to uh, get rid of her. Then she lost her Invicta debut to Mizuki, so now she's going to try Adamweight. Um, I just don't like her chances against uh, uh, Alicia, who I think has the potential to be a, um, an elite fighter. Okay. In a strawweight bout, Kanako Murata will face Liana Pirosin. Kanako is, of course, Japanese. She works for Ryzen. She was a wrestler at Nihon University who was recruited to Ryzen by Olympic wrestling champ Sari Yoshida. She was supposed to fight in Invicta last year, uh, but she got pulled. Uh, I don't think it was due to injury. I think there was some other reason, but I'm not sure what it was. Uh, she has fought for Ryzen since then, so she's healthy. Her big problem is Ryzen has been concentrating on atom weight, though Rena now is now fighting at straw weight, so they may have something more to do with her over there. But I guess what happened here is Ryzen promised Invicta that uh, Kanako would fight for them, and so they kind of owe him one. So, uh, Liana is 36 years old from Brazil. Her record is 7-2 and two on the re Brazilian regional circuit, including a couple of Invicta veterans. I don't know. You know, is she any good? Who the hell knows? And she's 36 years old, so I don't understand why they even bring somebody like that in. You know, they, if you're going to bring somebody in, bring somebody in who's at least half-decent and younger, okay? Okay, uh, at bantamweight, we have Katharina Lehner uh, against Lisa Spangler. Uh, Katharina is from Germany. We saw her lose in the first round of Tough 20, 28 for featherweights, and she's 1-1 one one in Invicta. She looked really bad when she lost to Sarah Kaufman a while back. Lisa is 23 years old. She trains at Gracie Barra in Portland. Uh, she looked good in her two Invicta wins, so I, I actually think she, uh, Lisa has uh, quite a bit of potential. At featherweight, Caitlin Young will face uh, Faith McMah. Uh, Caitlin has been around a long time, 
And I know she has avid fans, but she's more kickboxer than MMA fighter. And really, she had quit MMA. She moved to Thailand to concentrate on kickboxing. Then she returned to MMA with a win over King Rena and Ryzen. Um, I expect her to win this fight because Faith, uh, Faith McMahon, if you don't recognize the name, she used to be known as Faith Van Duen. Right? She's from New Zealand. She's not very good. Okay, We've seen her before. And... Um, She's just not a good fighter. Uh, at bantamweight, Chelsea Chandler will face Brittany Victoria. Chelsea is 1-1 one one in Invicta. She trains at Gracie Berra in Stockton, which is uh, the Diaz brothers. Okay? Brittany is from Los Angeles. She won her Invicta debut December 2018. At atomweight, Kelly D'Angelo will face Jillian DeCourcy. Kelly is 32 years old from St. Louis. She is 1-1 one one in Invicta. Jillian is 34 years old from Long Island. Uh, she is 2-1 and one in Invicta. At Adam Waite, uh, Loma Lukbunmi will face Monique Azevedo. Uh, Loma is a Thai kickboxing legend. We've seen her in Invicta before. She also fought in Japan. And um, she needs a lot of work on her MMA. I mean, she may be a great kickboxer, but she's not that good at MMA. Uh, Monique is 28 years old from Brazil. She is 4-1 on the Brazilian regional circuit. This is her Invicta debut. And the opener is at strawweight, Valerie Wong versus Jinya Gooden. Uh, both are making their Invicta and pro MMA debuts. Valerie is from Chico, California. She has a 5-1-1 amateur record. And Jinya is from uh, is 27 years old from Kansas City. She has an 8-0 and 1-0 contest uh, amateur record. So... I guess the main thing about this show is I do not like the main event. But other than that, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I'll tune in and I'll see if I like it. You never know. Okay, we've got some... Uh, uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention before I get into uh, upcoming, uh, upcoming fights, and that's that um, we found out yesterday that uh, Jessica Aguilar uh, will not have her contract renewed by uh, the UFC. Uh, so... Uh, from what I understand, she's not going to retire. She should, but she won't. And uh, so I'm sure we'll see. We, I'm sure we'll see her in Invicta. It wouldn't shock me. Okay. Anyway, now we've got some upcoming fights to talk about here. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, on Saturday, the UFC announced the full card for the first episode of Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series on June 18th. One of the matches is Hannah Goldie versus. Kelly Robbins. This is at strawweight. Now, just a reminder that all the fighters on this show are competing for a UFC contract. Hannah is 26 years old from Vermont, but she trains at the UFC gym in Tampa. Uh, she is married to ex-UFC fighter Alex Nicholson, and she also, uh, they have a child. Now, her record is 4-0, mostly for island fights. She had a win over current UFC fighter Jillian Robertson in 2016. She seems to be into bodybuilding, too. I was checking out her Instagram, and uh, she has a lot of bodybuilding pics. Uh, Callie is 34 years old from Milwaukee, but she trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. Her record is 6-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in Invicta. Callie has faced more experienced fighters, but she has had mixed success at best. And at this point, she seems a little old to be a prospect. As I've said before about the uh, Tuesday Night Contender series, the UFC is looking for one of the two fighters to shine. And based on her looks and her age, that is probably Hannah. But, you know, you never know with unproven fighters. Okay, and I would describe Hannah as an unproven fighter. Okay, now, 
We got some other ones. We got some other ones. Uh, Brett Okamoto of ESPN reported and uh, Guillermo Cruz of MMA Fighting confirmed that Cynthia Calvillo versus Lavinia Souza has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 13, July 13 at Golden One Center in Sacramento. Uh, this fight is at strawweight. Cynthia is 31 years old from Sacramento, so obviously she wants to fight in her hometown. Okay, her record is eight and one and five and one in the UFC. She announced recently that she left Team Alpha Male. Uh, now her coach Justin Buckholtz also left Team Alpha Male, but he isn't affiliated with the gym right now. So I'm pretty sure she is training with him, but I don't know where he's based right now. I haven't seen any indication of that. Now she came off a Cynthia came off a drug suspension and won her latest fight over Courtney Casey. Uh, this will be a tougher fight than that, okay? Because Lavinia is 28 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She is a former Invicta strawweight champion. Her record is 13-1 and 2-0 in the UFC. She was supposed to fight Carla Esparza in April, but pulled out due to injury. Now, that's the second time she's had to pull out of a fight. And now she won her last fight over Sarah Frota by split decision, but... Um, uh, she's going to have to be at her best in this fight because Cynthia is no pushover. So whoever wins this fight could very well be headed towards a title shot. Okay, so now we have another one for this show, which was reported by the Sacramento Bee. And uh, this is Sarah McMahon versus Nico Montano. And this is a bantamweight. Now, of course, Sarah is a veteran fighter who was a silver medalist in wrestling uh, in the 2004 Olympics. She's 38 years old, and she now trains at Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Her record is 11-5, and five, and she's 5-5 five and five in the UFC. She is on a two-fight losing streak. Now, I think she's always been overrated as an MMA fighter because of that Olympic medal. So, uh, you know, she gets more stroke, just that medal gets her a lot of stroke. She really should be better than she has been in the UFC. I mean, her record is five and five, okay? She has serious technique flaws. I don't think she's aggressive enough, and she makes poor decisions that cost her fights. And to add to that, she's returning from, a, from pregnancy. So she could very well be a completely different fighter, okay? Now, there's also been turmoil at Team Alpha Male, so that might affect her as well. Who knows, all right? Now, there's also plenty of uncertainty with Nico. Nico is 30 years old, and she trains at Fit and HB in Arizona. Uh, former UFC fighter Tom Means trains there. Uh, that gym is owned by a guy by the name of Tom Vaughn. I, I seem to recall somebody asking me about uh, the uh, woman who uh, is in uh, uh, Nico's corner, and that's Tom Vaughn's wife. So they co-own the gym together, and I guess they handle a lot of the training. Okay, uh, her record is four and two, and she's one and zero in the UFC. And that fight was the final of Tough, tough Twenty Six, and it made Nico the UFC flyweight champion. So this should be a rags to riches story, right? But it all went down in flames when the UFC tried to have Nico defend that belt against Valentina Shevchenko last September. She told them she wouldn't be ready. And then when she got sick and couldn't weigh in, she was stripped of the title. And she had a positive drug test, which turned out to be a tainted supplement, so she was on the shelf for a while. Now, at one point, Nico was supposed to have foot surgery, but it would have left her with limited mobility. 
So she has decided to live with the pain so she can still fight. I, I know that uh, she does a lot of uh, physical therapy for that. Now, also, she's moving up to bantamweight, though for most of her career, she has fought at flyweight. Um, the thing about it is Sarah is big enough to be a featherweight, so her size advantage gives her a clear edge. Okay, but with all these other factors, who knows what will happen, okay? I, I just think that uh, Nico, I don't know what Nico's going to be like as a bantamweight. You know, I guess that's the uh, main uh, thing that I'm concerned about. Okay, now we got a couple of more fights to talk about. All right, uh, Brett Okamoto of ESPN reported uh, a couple of days ago that Liz Carmouche versus Roxanne Modafferi has been added to UFC on ESPN4 July 20th at AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Liz confirmed this fight with an Instagram post. This fight is at flyweight. Uh, Liz is 35 years old. She trains at 10th Planet in San Diego with her longtime trainer Manny Hernandez. Her record is 13-6 and six and 5-4 and four in the UFC. She is 2-1 since moving from bantamweight to flyweight. Uh, I have seen her since her strike force days, and she's a decent but not great fighter. And she's had quite a lot, quite a bit of injury problems, so she's been slowed down quite a bit by that. Now, she hasn't finished a fight since 2013. That's kind of interesting. So I just don't see her as an elite fighter. I don't think I ever did. Now, Roxanne is 36 years old. She trains at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Of course, Roxanne lived in Japan for several years. She was in Tough 18, and she finally made the UFC after Tough 26. She's also not an elite fighter, though she's better than she used to be, thanks to uh, John Wood uh, at Syndicate. Uh, there was a time when Roxanne refused to punch anyone, and Wood cured that silliness. Now, she's 2-2 two and one, two and two in the UFC. Uh, some think that her split decision win over Antonina Shevchenko was an upset, but that's because Antonina is, uh, was overrated by idiots because of her sister. So... Roxanne is also a decent but not great fighter, so I expect this fight to be competitive, possibly ending in a split decision, but it's not going to make me think that either of them can beat an elite fighter. All right? Okay, and we got one more, which I just wrote about on the blog, and that is, uh, it was uh, reported yesterday by the San Antonio Express News. Uh, they reported on several fights, for UFC on ESPN4 July 20 at AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. And one of these fights is Raquel Pennington versus Irene Aldana at Bantamweight. Now, Raquel is 30 years old from Colorado Springs, Colorado. She trains at Triple Threat Gym. Her record is 9-7 and 6-4 and and in the UFC. Raquel was on Tough 18. She fought Amanda Nunez for the title last year and lost by fifth-round TKO. In her most recent fight, she lost to Jermaine Durandamy by unanimous decision. Now, I know that Raquel has been working around some health issues, okay? Because really, Jermaine is someone she should have beaten, okay? Uh, and so that's my only concern about Raquel. I think she's a good but not great fighter, uh, but she is a step up in competition level for Irene. Irene is 31 years old from Mexico. Uh, she and teammate Alexa Grasso train at Lobo Gym, owned by Alexa's dad. Both fight a similar style. They're strikers with no power or ground game. So she's a points fighter. 
right? And she's not really that effective as a points fighter either. Her record is 10 and 4 and 3 and 2 in the UFC. Last week she beat Betch Correa with an armbar of all things. And I mean, that was a case of where Irene was winning the fight anyway, and then Betch ineptly stumbled into an armbar, right? So I think that fight was a case of, you know, not who is better, but who is worse. Okay? It didn't make me think that Irene can beat anyone good, but look, if Irene could get a win over Raquel, she would have to move up the rankings. I just don't see her winning unless Raquel has really, the injuries have really caused Raquel to slow down and maybe she has to start thinking about retiring, okay? All right, so that's about it for today. Uh, be back on Sunday with the two fights from uh, tomorrow's UFC show. Uh, I don't think there'll be anything on the Money in the Bank uh, show that I'll be interested in uh, talking about. Uh, again, you can watch the uh, uh, video from SmackDown that I posted. Uh, if you just come to the blog, frankb316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights and have a good weekend.